0: Good evening, Internet, and we have Kent and Chris bringing you Kenter at Your Own Risk, episode 33, discussing House of the Dragon, season one, episode seven. What the hell was the title for this one?
1: Uh, Driftmark.
0: Drift, that You know what? I should have remembered that, because that's the one location we get. <laughs> yeah. uh, Driftmark. So, first off, Kent, how are you doing?
1: I'm all right. Uh... You survived a hurricane, so that's cool. Um, actually, can I go on a little rant for a moment?
0: Be my guest.
1: Alright, so I feel that men have somehow like lost the fashion war in some way because of two things. One, skinny jeans. Because... And now that I've lost weight, I'm try- I'm going into, like, normal stores to get clothes now. Like, well, pants, I can't get sh- shirts because most places don't have tall. But pants I can get, right? And yet, there's, like... I don't need, like, extra baggy, like, 90s hip-hop freaking jeans. But I just want jeans that are kind of comfy, you know? Not completely, like, hugging my nuts. And I'm finding this to be a freaking chore. But even more daunting is that I have recently come across not one, but two different types of underwear that have no fly in the front. I accidentally purchased some, um, and I'm wearing them. I, I wore them for, for bed, so uh, they were worn for, say, eight hours. I wake up, the seam in the front's already split open. I'm like, yeah, because you have no room for movement. Why Why would you create male underwear without... The the fly the opening something in in the front.
0: I can't answer that question for you. Like, I mean, I I don't use the fly, but
1: I don't. The fly got, serves from, a purpose because yeah. at night, you know, you get dudes get erections, so you need some some. Re, it's a release valve for the underwear.
0: I mean, it's it's not just at night, people.
1: <laughs> just at night. Only.
0: Yeah, only. Only for at From specific hours. Westeros would be a much safer continent <laughs> if that was the case.
1: <laughs> it's just, it's baffling that we're now making, like, underwear without the fly. I, I just, I don't get it. It is baffling to me. I'm furious about it, and that is my little rant for, for tonight. No more rants, I, I promise, for the next five minutes.
0: Alrighty. Um, okay, so... Getting into the meat and potatoes of why we do this weekly right now, um we start the episode off and it's we a funeral. We we don't initially know whose funeral, but within the first couple of if not the first minute, then the first couple of minutes it becomes apparent that it's Lena's funeral. Uh Damon and her daughters have brought her body back to Driftmark. And um Coralise's brother I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Vemond. Vemond is giving a pretty moving eulogy for her. And this is the this is the, basically the beginning of like Tension Fest 2022. Uh as we see that like nobody's comfortable there except for maybe Viserys. but I mean He's only as comfortable as you can be when your body's decaying and you're missing an arm. Um, and Renera's shooting glances at uh, Allison. Allison's shooting glares at Renera. Damon ends up fucking laughing in the middle of the uh, eulogy because, you know, Damon.
1: That was such a weird part of it. And that was like probably the weirdest aspect of this whole opening scene was just Damon just randomly laughing.
0: Yeah, I... I mean, we know he speaks uh, High Valyrian, so he knows what's being said, so either he just found it funny, or he's just, you know, as you have said, being a force of chaos to be a force of chaos in this show.
1: I'm all in for it.
0: We get um a little more of the kids during this. Uh but we get way more of them in, in the next scene. But um this is basically like scene number one of what I would say about like four, maybe five scenes for the whole episode. Um, the actual funeral itself. And it's relatively brief. And like you said, the, the biggest thing that stands out besides just you know, actually seeing a funeral Yeah, I, I I watched a review after I watched the episode and the guy was like, This is like the first funeral I've seen in Westeros where people were like genuinely sad that the person died. You know, rather than getting right into the political scheming and maneuvering immediately.
1: Yeah. I you know, one one aspect of the scene that I just want to bring up is uh Princess Helena, or I don't know what her... Lady Helena, whatever. Her sitting there playing with the damn spider. And I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, she's a witch. And I like that Aegon's making fun of her. But Aemon's like, you know, I would totally marry my sister if it meant strengthening the family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean...
1: That, that's where we're at.
0: That That is where we're at. I mean... Amen is uh he's got some ball he and Renera have the biggest balls in the show, I think.
1: I yeah, I I would agree with that. And I also really enjoyed um Laris just staring and being creepy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean to the point where like people notice.
1: Oh yeah. How how could how could you not notice? I mean, he is just like
0: not only was he just staring, but he had like that fucking creepy ass grin on his face. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs>
1: he, he deserves some kind of award at, for for this performance. I'm really digging whatever he's doing. I'm 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 enjoying it.
0: I was I was talking with my wife after we watched the episode. And she was She was saying something about him. I'm like, yeah we called we called him Littlefoot on, uh, on the podcast because of his uh. You know, little Littlefinger, and he's got the brace, and she laughed at that one. So, I don't know if you want to stick with that, or if we can fucking come up with something else.
1: I, I, I'm fine with sticking to a bunch of random things because we're, we're we're doing it here on the podcast, we're doing it on the blog, which I, I'm I couldn't be happier with our Willem Award. Now, I feel like how I,
0: I, How I, awesome I, would it be if he got eaten by a dragon, and right before he got eaten, he was like,
1: "Sharp tooth!" That. Would little be fantastic yeah yeah that that would be something all right that would be
0: uh, <laughs> anyways, um, for those of you who are a little younger than uh than we are, that is a land before time reference,
1: exactly, you know, I used to have uh he was he the the little green guy,
0: little tooth was like the little brontosaurus, like the main dude or little yeah, flirt, i used to me, ha- yeah.
1: Because Pizza Hut used to give, like, you could get, like, with a pizza, yeah. you get these little thi- rubbery you, you get the personal,
0: personal pan pizza, and they would give you the little kid's toy.
1: Dude, I had that on my bedpost, so from the time that that happened up till the house fire in 2004, like, that was on my bed the whole time. So, yeah, a little bit about that.
0: So, moving on from the funeral, we basically transition into, I think, what most... Places we would call awake, yeah, you know, or, or you know the after service.
1: I have to ask the question. and I, I think this is kind of where you're going with it, but um, why was Corliss seemingly so pissed off about Leonor being on the water, like having a cry? Like, what? Why was like I, I just don't understand why Corliss was so pissed off.
0: Um, I think it ended up. Less being that he was crying and more being like he was just so broken down drunk. You know, when you know, Corliss is seeing, you know, he, he's just I think that that happens after he's had the discussion with Rainie's correct? Over you know, who's going to be the, the heir of Driftmark? Cor- yeah. Or at least at least at least after the first conversation where she's like, you know, our family's in danger because of your and yeah. and he's like, yeah, dude, you're just fucking sitting there drunk, staring into the ocean, crying when you know, Allison's over here looking to get ready to stab your kids.
1: Yeah, and, uh, gosh, I don't know where, if we're skipping or not, but I also really enjoy, enjoyed Viserys coming over to Damon. It was it was a nice. Is, is that where we're at? Or are we going past that?
0: I don't remember. I mean, if if we can stop, go back, whatever. I mean, it's this, this, I, I this just one has that. a bunch of interplays in very few scenes. So, yeah, we, I, I, yeah,
1: I, I don't know. It was just nice. I you mean, can
0: see you can see that Viserys loves his brother, and if Damon hadn't fucked up a bunch of times, Viserys would be like. Dude, you're my bro, you should be with me and again. He's like, You're my you're my brother, you should be with me at King's Landing. There's a place in my court for you if if you want it, and Damon's like, I don't need shit from you.
1: And Otto offered his condolences to Damon. Damon had like an immediate snappy comeback. Like he just he, does he write them down or is he just the wittiest guy in Westeros? I don't know.
0: Well, You know, maybe that's what he was doing in Pentos for those several years. He's like, I'm reading comeback books just so I have them fucking ready to go.
1: That, maybe he hired some maesters just to tell jokes. I don't know. Like, (laughs) man, I have questions about that. But he is always, always (laughs) on. Um, And.
0: He he gets a lot of really good lines.
1: he, He really is given a large chunk of the best lines per episode. So, good on him. Uh, the only other thing I have in this block of text and this is the other thing about only having limited mouse scenes is that all my notes are yeah, just walls roll of text. into each other, yeah. Um I really liked when Viserys like he's like I'm going to go to bed and tells Alicent, he calls her Emma. I was like, "Oh,
0: all right." The, oh yeah, the look on her face like I'll say this too, the the actresses playing Allison and Rhaenyra definitely grew on me this episode.
1: Big time. Yeah. Um, I still, I think I like Allison's actress a little bit better, but yeah, Rhenera's grew on grummy a lot more. Cause I was kind of down on her in the previous episode, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: she, she probably, it probably was a lot of like a, the time jump, but B also like a lot of difficult scenes. Like, I mean, I, I, give her props for the whole fucking walking right after the birth, you know, that all that shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess my, my biggest issue with Ranera now isn't even the, the acting around it's, it's like you can see how giving into her desires is basically what's going to fucking bring this whole family down, you know, like just acting on her impulses.
1: And in that way she is just like her uncle, it feels, right?
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we, can, yeah. <laughs> I I
1: know that's where we're going, but I mean really, I mean that that seems like she didn't learn the controlling side of the She basically le- she inherited Damon's like wacko ways.
0: Uh I feel like that's probably Viserys' biggest fault is that he didn't nut up and just be, you know, hey, I'm the only parent left. I have to be the nurturer and the punisher. I can't just be your best friend, kind of sh- kind of deal going on.
1: Right, I, I would agree. Uh, Viserys just seemed. Well, we talked about this. I don't know. After episode two or three, like he just wants to be a, pe- a crowd pleaser, a people pleaser, and sometimes, well, as we'll see later, sometimes you do gotta nut up, and uh, yeah. Um,
0: and you know, after I'm, your family members are cutting each other's eyes out, it's just a little too late, dude. I might it, just throw that out there for you.
1: <laughs> it's too late, baby. It's too late. Um, kind of before, like I know, you know, we're kind of going transition, and transition. I I don't know about you, but I cracked up so much when Otto basically kicked Aegon awake. Yeah, I think
0: that's a, a little bit after where we would be yet, yeah, but I mean, they they kind of set it up last episode for you to feel like Aegon was going to be like this. Shows Joffrey.
1: Yes, they, they really did plant that seed. And
0: and so far, what I got from this episode is, like, he's the only one who just really doesn't give a fuck. Like, he wants to enjoy the spoils of being royalty, but he's not that... I mean, and, you know, jerking out the window, but he's not really that worried about, you know, being king. He he doesn't have... It appears right now that he doesn't have the ambition... That he's not malicious; that he's just, you know, a fucking spoiled teenager.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine that's kind of what Tyrion would have been if he wasn't a dwarf. But because he was dwarf, he ended up being the scholarly one too. But he, you know, he had that kind of "I don't give a fuck" thing going on. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting.
0: So I mean, one of the really good things that they think they did in this episode is build the kids. You know, like I just said, we got, you know, glimpses into Aegon there. and you know, we'll go into later, but, um, we're starting to see, you know, a little bit of personality for both, uh, is it just and Luceres?
1: Yeah, or Jason Luke, it's...
0: Yeah. And then... Did,
1: did we see the baby all this episode?
0: You know what? I don't think we did. I don't think we saw Joffrey <laughs> anyway, yeah, and we got a little bit more from um Bela and Reina too as well, oh. actually, I thought the the scene between um was it uh the girls was, and Jace right yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it. I like that um, I need to just throw this randomly out here because I have a high suspicion that maybe you posted something on i m d b because I looked uh, I, I have not the trivia, and this is what I see. The full name of Lenor's friend Carl, who ultimately turns on him, is Carl Corey. This is most likely a reference to Corwin, the protagonist of the Roger Selesny novel, Nine well, Princes in Amber? You
0: know what, it really makes me feel good that I actually fucking picked up on that <laughs> last week.
1: So like, I read that, I was just like, did Chris have this? I'm like, what the fuck happened here?
0: <laughs> I did not. Uh... I haven't really written anything on IMDb since they stopped allowing like the forum posts.
1: Same here. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, there's been a couple of reviews I've written where I've been like, you know, Ryan Johnson shit all over the star Wars trilogy. But, uh, you know, anyways, besides, besides that kind of stuff, um, I try to keep my anger out off the internet. Um, so yeah, I mean, in case you didn't get it, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was, uh, it's a, I think it's another example of how like, sticking to, smaller action pieces and just more. Interpersonal, uh, wordplay, uh. They they're doing way better than they are trying to do like giant fucking set pieces.
1: Uh, for this show and the way that they're doing, jump after jump. Right now, this was a necessary episode. And how they did it—it it made yeah. way more sense than, say, last week's episode. I, I don't know. Yeah, this was better for me.
0: Um, I mean, the one complaint I've seen, and I have to agree, it didn't—it didn't seem so much at first, but within like the second or third scene where they were doing, it was it was really a dark episode. Like,
1: oh my god, I thought yeah. there was something wrong with my TV. I'm like, is there something burned on my screen because? It looks so weird on the lower, uh, like, say, the bottom third or bottom quarter of my screen. And, like, in the middle, I'm like, I don't know if it's the stream or my screen. It it was hard, and I was watching it during the day. So I'm blocking out as much sunlight as possible, and it just it made for a difficult watch.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was super bad in the first scene where uh, Renera and, and Damon are walking on the beach and it's starting to get dark. But but by the time you got to the scene with Amond and Vegar, I was like, yeah, this is fucking darkest shit.
1: Yeah, but, it it really did get noticeable for that scene. You're right.
0: So, all right, to maybe take us back a little bit, we go from the funeral to basically like the get together afterwards, and we have this is one of the longest scenes in the episode, and we have a ton of interpersonal. Uh, drama going on. Um, We've got stuff between uh, Allison and Kristen, Allison and Larry's. Uh, This is where we get the the portions with Aegon getting drunk and then later getting kicked by um, Otto to wake up and get his ass up there. Um, We get stuff between Renera and uh, her kids. Rhaenyra and, you know, like the scene where, um, Josarius is like, you know, we shouldn't be here. We should be up at Heron Hall because, you know, my real dad just fucking burned to death. And she's like, uh, your real dad is, uh, uh, is right here and his sister just died and we need to just remember that that's what we say, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, I, that was an awkward exchange to say the least. Um, I I enjoyed like so. Here's the new way that we're just going to show like, you know, in episode six, we 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 see the the pin of the hand, and then we see Lionel. This week, we see the pin again, and then we see it's Otto. Like, mm. so that that's how they're revealing who the hand is of the week. Apparently,
0: <laughs> the hand of the week. <laughs>
1: Hey man, it's been three straight episodes that we've changed hands.
0: I mean, what about the the week that Viserys lost his hand?
1: Um was wait, which week was that? Was that episode four?
0: That would be four weeks straight if it was.
1: Well, people, let's let's give this series a no, I'm not gonna say it.
0: Um so I mean just really good shit going on. And um, they did a lot with just looks. You know, you've got, like we said, mentioned earlier, Larry's looking at Allison. Um, You can see that like Rhaenyra is dying to go talk to Damon, like through this entire scene. Uh, And she just keeps getting interrupted or something happens to come between them. Um,
1: The timing never synced up. Yeah. Never did. Yeah.
0: Uh, and the base scene basically ends with what you said when Viserys goes to go to bed and he calls Alicent, uh, Emma, and, you know, the look on her face is like, A, that hurts, but B, this guy's going to die fucking soon, so I won't have to deal with this shit too much longer.
1: So is he getting a, I mean, is he getting a touch of the dementia or was it just a momentary lapse? Or is the disease just kind of, is this what Dragon Scale or whatever it is that he has? Like, is that what happens?
0: Um, I don't know if he necessarily has Dragon Scale. Jim
1: and I keep saying that he does, so, you know, facts.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we saw that his arm was fucked up that one time, but from what I understood from Dragon Scale from Game of Thrones was that, like, even losing the arm it would still have gone over the rest of his body. You know, it it was basically incurable, uh, and they would exile people so you wouldn't spread it. Um, You know, like, Jorah being cured of it was, like, the first person in, like, hundreds and hundreds of years to have that happen. Um, I think it's more along the lines that, like, Maybe something similar to leprosy, but without the lack of feeling. You know, like, his body just um, can't handle the uh, all of the uh, infections that he keeps getting from the injuries he's receiving from, like, the throne.
1: That throne is not kind.
0: Uh, I mean, shit, imagine if you, like, got drunk and tripped getting up. You know, you'd fucking impale oh, yourself in the-
1: yeah, that that is true. Uh, whew, that would be a hell of a thing.
0: Um, yeah. So I I think if it's not dementia, then it's a little bit of like the disease is just spreading to the point where like his brain's starting to go too.
1: Right. That I, you know the disease could be infecting his brain, so to speak. It could be any number of things, but yeah, it, it was. Definitely notable.
0: Krista was like, he looks a little bit better at the start of the episode, and then shit like that came out. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe not on the inside.
1: Yeah, how you feeling about that, champ? Uh, he, he was, though. He was looking a little better for a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I hate my notes. I By the way, it takes me like almost as long to do my notes as it is to get through the damn episode, and then I look at my notes, and I realize they're just a mess.
0: Um, so... Basically, from from that scene, we go to the beach, don't we? Uh,
1: the beach for... Lanar? was Or it? a beach for whom?
0: Okay, um... I was thinking it was the first portion of the conversation between, um... Rhaenyra and Damon, but yes we we get uh Corley's um, getting pissed and sending Carl down to pick up Lenor from the uh the ocean where he's just been chilling drinking and crying about his sister being dead
1: okay, Carl brings Lenor up past Corliss and vamond uh oh Amon was enamored by the dragon uh. Rin- Rhaenys and Corliss, they had their conversation. Okay, so
0: then that's when we got the conversation between Rhaenys yeah. and Corliss. Um where she's like basically, your fucking grandkids you know, from Damon and Lena are your grandkids your grandkids from Lenore and Renera, yeah, they're not your grandkids and he's straight he straight up is like fucking blood doesn't matter, names matter when it comes to um, legacies
1: it was, The whole thing was about legacy. I mean, Corliss yeah. kind of made it about legacy, but yeah, that was...
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the the argument generates starts from, you know, he's like, you should have been queen, I'm trying to fucking fix that, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I, I gave up the idea a long time ago. You're doing this for yourself because you want your descendants to be fucking king.
1: I, I did, like, you know, I, throughout various parts of that conversation, I was like... E- you know, I sided with one or the other, but then I switched because, like, you know, at one point she's like, well, i been up in here, you know, had our maester, she may have survived. And, of course, like, you know, the dudes in Pent- Pentos are just. They get trained the same way.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're, he's like, you're looking to blame humans for the act of gods. Yeah, that was a, a very good scene of interplay between two people that, you know, Unlike like, a lot of the scenes in Game of Thrones where it's a back and forth, like, there's no reason to hate either of them. So you start it on a neutral setting, and what one says makes sense, and you're like, yeah, I agree with that. And then what the other says makes sense, and you're like, I agree with that too. And it, it's just a really good back and forth. I, so I wish they got the, the dialogue writer to do more writing for the plot overall, and I think we would have less problems than we did with like episodes like six. Yeah, you know, or like losing the the tie-in with the veil at the end of episode five, and never going back to that kind of shit.
1: So, who 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 do you side with on? You know, Cor- Corliss wants uh, wants it passed down to Lenore and she wanted it passed down to Bay Bay Bayla. And I mean, prior to the, I mean, obviously we know what happens at the end, but like. Which, which side of that argument did you kind of take there?
0: Well, I mean, it would depend on... Again, it would depend on what you're signing with. But, like, I think from, like, an outsider's standpoint, you have to side with Corliss. Because if you if you sign with Rainey's and you say you make... After all of this shit's already been agreed through the negotiation between Viserys and Corliss back when um, they, they pledged... Uh, Lenora to Renera uh and then you change it up uh you're basically giving in to the fact that like Jacerys and Lucerys are illegitimate which at this point right. just straight up leads to civil war
1: you know the worst part is in my in my notes here I write this will be a good question it doesn't appear in any of the questions
0: <laughs> well Uh, maybe I'll ask that question then, huh?
1: Uh, You you could. (laughs) I could. (laughs) Damn it.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I think like, and you, even if she used the excuse that she wanted to, like, this would be a way for us to, uh, memorialize our daughter, blah, blah, blah. And people would go with it because it's the heat of the, uh, you know, emotions right after the funeral it still would just feed into the opposite side. I mean, and...
1: Wouldn't that just be treason? I mean, isn't that the whole thing? Like, they keep talking about treason, like, by saying, oh, no, we're going to skip Leonor. Isn't that technically treason?
0: Um... I don't... Sure, maybe. I don't know.
1: It just seems like, you know, if you spout off one sentence that people don't agree, sometimes it's called treason in Westeros. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, to make a proclamation like that, you are straight up admitting, like, some things here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay. Also, yeah, one glad. last
1: thing. His pulling away when they were holding hands was super aggressive. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> like, he yanked his hands away. So, now we get the Rhaenyra and Damon talky-talk talk.
0: Yeah, so, I was not expecting things to go like they did.
1: This fast?
0: Yeah, this fast. Like, yeah. the guy you just spent, you know, the last, what, eight, nine years, ten years boning, you know, burned to death with his dad like a week ago, and you're like, oh, hey, hey, um, you know, what... Why'd you leave me? Why didn't you hook up with me when you took me into the uh, the brothel? You know, all those years ago. <laughs> what's, what's going on? <laughs> Did you actually love my cousin?
1: <laughs> it was just, dude. It yeah. was such a fun- <laughs> Yeah, like she played it perfectly. By the way, like it, it just it was hilarious and weird at the same time. And yet, I want to say it was unexpected. We eventually knew a, a conversation would happen, but. I, I don't know, I guess I didn't anticipate... Yeah, I
0: mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like, hey, your wife just died here. Let me uh, let me bring up all of our long-standing angst and turmoil from the first six episodes.
1: Yeah, was this the first time that she uh, admitted that her and Lenore had actually tried to conceive, but, you know, obviously it didn't happen?
0: I mean, I always as- assumed they would. Like, they didn't strike... They struck me as frivolous, but they didn't strike me as a type who would, like, completely not try, you know, to, to do their duty at a bare minimum.
1: Yeah, I, I feel that Leonor definitely... I mean, it I was assumed by me, but I, was, I mean, I'm happy in some weird way that they brought it up.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, um, it's the first place that they've acknowledged it, but, I mean, I don't, I never kind of doubted it, you know. I don't. I don't think I was like thinking that. Oh yeah, they were fucking like bunnies every weekend. But I was like, they probably did it like you know.
1: Every three months.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe like once a month for like the first six months, and then maybe like a couple once a time, once or twice a year afterwards for the first couple years.
1: Well, that they, I mean, they could have had like a boy come in and prep Lenore for the grand finale, if you will. Like there was options.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. I don't think they were they were like regular lovers, but I I guarantee you, you know, that they fucked, <laughs> basically. Right. Basically. Right. So yeah, I, I don't think that was ever. Well, at least in my mind, it was never in doubt. Um,
1: um, I have a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what do you know about Heron's Curse? Uh,
0: not much. You know, basically, I'm. It's been so long since I read. I believe that shit basically gets introduced in the second one, which was, uh, A Clash of Kings, when, when Arya goes there, you know, during the, the part where she's, you know, talking to Jason, Jaken, whatever, Hikar. Jaken. And, and dealing with, you know, uh, I don't think she, she ever met, met Tywin in the books, but, you know, deal, working as the page for like the mountain and the people there. Um, I don't remember exactly what it it was. I mean, it it's probably easy enough to look up online, but I'm not going to pretend knowledge that I don't have just to impress you.
1: Sorry. Oh, I totally would, but I got no answer to it. But so you yeah, I mean, me to answer my own question.
0: But I'm pretty sure that it never gets repaired from now. So, this, you know, the the damage state it is in, in, what, season two and season three of uh, GOT is because Larry's, I don't think, ever goes back there. I think he just stays in King's Landing. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, what's he going to do in Harrenhal? Like, he knows what's up. Like, he's got a thing going right now in his own way, which I'm... No, we'll talk about later, but yeah, there's no reason for him to go back. So, like, if he's not there, do they have a temporary person ruling? Like, do they have, like, a quote-unquote, like, a hand?
0: Oh, they would have, or- like, they would have the steward. Like, um, if you remember in, um, like, Winterfell, when they left uh, Bran and Rickon behind and they were too young. Um, yeah, okay. The, the old guy with the... Uh, the big, uh, mutton chop sideburns. Yeah, I remember. Who uh, I remember and then um, Theon goes to kill him, and it it takes him like three three hits to cut his head off.
1: Oh god! Yeah, that was a brutal scene.
0: Yeah, and his his son was Ned's basic captain of the guard down in King's Landing, and he got killed during the um. Uh, when when Ned got captured, you know, uh, Jamie's guys murder... Yeah. Mur- yeah.
1: Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, th- this, I don't know, I'm just looking to see if there's any other, n- I am really, my biggest note was that happened quickly in regards to this whole scene. Now, what, was that just the tent that they were in?
0: I was like, what the fuck is that little, it looks like a a fucking capsized you know like the ribs of a small capsized boat with like sails you know strung up between it and
1: it, it was a weird yeah, thing it was yeah
0: but well, right. I, mean, I mean i when i guess when you're targaryens you just fucking get down wherever you want to get down. get down get down <laughs> John book
1: all right cool in the gang
0: anyways um so yeah i uh we get a full on uh, incest scene and I was like, Oh this is gonna be a real fun one to talk about with Kent this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. I mean really though that's the end of my notes. That happened quickly. They're in this weird dome tent alone and getting naked. Yep, it's happening.
0: And those are it's, my notes. It was so weird because it's like all tender music and like soft mood lighting and they're trying to do it. Like this is so romantic and, and I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm not judging them for, for incest. Cause you know, it's a different world. It's a different place. It's a different time, but like, it's like, they're trying to override the fact that that's occurring and it. Like just make it seem like this is a straight up romantic sex scene. I found ironic.
1: It it was definitely different than, you know, when Jamie and Cersei would have their moments like yeah, or John,
0: or John and John and Danny too. I mean, the first time they got together, they didn't know yet, but still, I mean, you know, like that was like rough shit, you know, and and this is all like this is like That was, like, stuff you would expect to see in, like, an HBO show. This was, like, stuff you would expect to see in, like, a softcore erotic thriller, you know?
1: I just was waiting for boys to Men to start serenading. That's, you know, a little I'll make love to you like you want me to.
0: I mean, never mind the fact that, I mean, that's probably why they had to age the actresses up. Because could you imagine how awkward it would be to do that same scene with, like, a 20-year-old with just, like, makeup on?
1: You know, the weird thing is how old... She's like 23, the youngest version of Renera. Yeah. I mean, which begs the question. I sat there, I was like, you know, they could have really just kept her based on age. In some way, I feel they could have aged her. Maybe not because she looked so young. But I feel that had to partially be makeup if she was really 23. Right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess.
1: I don't know. That's how I'm going with.
0: I mean, but still that would be awkward because Matt Smith is what, 40? So I mean just
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would that- I, I picture Matt Smith just giggling the like through about 13 straight takes before they finally got one that they liked.
0: I would love to hear what a giggle from him <laughs> sounds like.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, if they would include like outtakes from that scene on the DVD or Blu-ray I would actually purchase the Blu-ray instead of waiting for the whole series. I I genuinely would, just for the outtake.
0: Um, All right. So we go from uncomfortable, semi-quasi-full-on incest love scene to um, uh, Amond, correct? Amond. Yes.
1: Amond on the outside. You know, in my notes, I compared Amond to Carl from Walking Dead because – it's like nobody knows where the hell this kid is. How, how, how does nobody know this?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, like, how the fuck does, like, one of the heirs to the fucking country just sneak away with nobody knowing? But he does, and he runs up to uh, Vagar outside in the fucking hills where the old she-bitch is just being kind of like, dude, let me sleep. And he fucking talks her down like a boss. And
1: like Kiri
0: (laughs) goes on a fucking ride with her, which is cool. And yet one of also the worst CGI things I've seen in the series so far. So,
1: so vase. Yeah. First of all, I'm sitting there like, you know what? As cool as it seems to like ride a dragon, that scene alone struck fear, fear into my heart. I'm like, no, I wouldn't want to do that. That was awful. Like the first 10 seconds of like just riding basically vertically. I'm like, no thank you. That that not fun. And and yeah, you're right. The CGI was comparable to the one I think th- two or three episodes ago. Now,
0: no, I not only totally that, consulted. but this is where we we get like the the majority of like the really shit being too dark for what they were trying to film.
1: I wonder why if maybe it makes the CGI look better worse because it's dark I, I don't really i don't know the answer to that but
0: well one of the, one of the reviewers i watched pulled up um photos that they had put out before the episode came out of like Damon and Renara on the beach and then he pulled up the screen same fucking scene same same position same same everything in the background but it was daytime when they filmed it so apparently they darkened it in post for the overall thing so that's probably a good guess that because darkness tends to um hide you know like shabby special effects more than something being in direct sunlight would.
1: You're you're right and I will also say though darkening a scene that was originally lit it, it never looks quite right. And this is personal experience, you know, from being on the number one uh local public access TV show for five years, I can vouch for this. Darkening after the fact just makes everything look like shit. It just does.
0: So, I mean, this wasn't horrible. I'm not going to say that it was, you know, um, shit, I don't, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't have anything to really compare it to. You know, like the, the directed video Dungeons & Dragons movies that came out after the Jeremy Irons one bombed as bad as it did.
1: I mean, this wasn't season five of Sliders, but this was at least season three of Sliders. <laughs> is that a fair enough comparison? There you go. <laughs> um, I I felt bad for the girls because they're like, who who who's got a, who's with our dragon that I want to inherit?
0: Uh, it's is it like where the fuck were they too? They were up like just some fucking like little shack. I, I don't know. Like, you know this is like why
1: are the kids like un <laughs> unparented throughout like <laughs> I don't get it
0: well, not only unparented, but like where's their king's guard
1: right that's what? what I'm saying, like these are like all in some way royalty, like they're heirs to something or another, and these are important children, they're not commoners, so they should have guards and or parents or something, and none of them do
0: which brings us to one of the best scenes in the fucking episode man i was not exp- i was not prepared for this shit so um Amon comes back into driftmark and while he's been f- writing um uh bayla and reyna have gone and gotten um was it was it jace
1: it was jace yeah
0: and and luke shows up and they're like somebody took our mom's dragon and Eamon shows back up, and holy shit, we got a fucking throwdown here. This is where, like, I'm really surprised that there weren't any fucking Kingsguard, because, like, these guys came for fucking real. You know, like, I can't remember the last time I saw, like, a fight between kids where, like, dudes just fucking wailed on women. You know?
1: Dude, I mean, that was like a Tyson blow to the dome.
0: Holy shit. Bloodhound gang. That's, dude, I was fucking feeling it right there, yeah. You know? Back up son. Um, give me room. Give me room. room
1: give me room. You know? <laughs> um <laughs> But like, I mean, then there was the rock, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not talking about Dwayne, I'm talking about an actual big ass rock, and I'm sitting there like this is kinda of a little bit reminiscent of like Steam King's It, except they weren't throwing the rock. Oh no, that was a freaking handheld weapon. Uh, it, like I just can't believe he just decked I don't remember. I think it was Bela. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, Like he was landing punches and hits. And then it became like this three on one affair and he still fights him off. I'm like,
0: yeah. And then then it goes into a four on one. So, I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, I love midget wrestling as much as the next person. I didn't quite expect this scene though.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously he took, uh, Kristen's teachings to heart. Because he's like, "Fuck these kids when they're down." I'm gonna go beat my fucking nephew into the fucking ground with a fucking rock. Yeah, let me go. Be- I'm. So we said it was probably what, ten years the last time jump.
1: Um. Oh gosh. Yeah, that seems right.
0: So if if that's the case, they would put Aegon at about. Say, 12 or 13, 12. And, and Eamon probably about 10. So here's yeah. here's a 10-year-old just kicking the shit out of, like, an 8- and 9-year-old girl and then, like, an 8- and 4-year-old boy.
1: I mean, when he had... Which one did he have by the throat? I think it was Jace. He had yeah, he had the, had
0: the younger body. one. Yeah.
1: No, so that had been Luke. Uh, yes, right?
0: yes, you're right. He had Luke by the throat. Uh,
1: like, I was like, is he going to choke slam him? Is he going to do like the forest choke like what I don't even know what's going on because I'm expecting something crazy just from the choke hold quite frankly uh, i this this was really one of the craziest scenes out of anything I've seen from the Game of Thrones universe. This was actually w- probably in one of the top ten craziest batshit scenes yeah. I think. From-
0: and, right? and then we get a knife drawn, and I'm like, oh shit, Some, somebody's getting fucking killed, because he knocks it out of um, Jace's hands like, almost immediately. And then he gets fucking full-on face-stabbed, and I was like, oh shit, and you just see the blood streaming. And that's when well, the fucking adults decide to show up.
1: That's what happens when you call refer to one of the boys as Lord Strong, which was a great line. Yep. Uh, uh, that that was, I mean, he did, Amon popped Jace right in the head, with, in the bubble goose, man, with that rock. And then Luke, I mean, that was the cool thing, was Luke is the one that, that stepped up. Yep. But, like, we had to toss the dirt in in the face. Like, we had all these, like, little cliches all combining into one.
0: It was a really well-choreographed fight, too.
1: Those kids must have had the time of their life filming that. I but- <laughs>
0: bet they did, too. <laughs>
1: And then then finally Westerling, which, you know, Westerling finally got some some airtime this week, and I was happy to see him, but yeah, he was the first to show up. I'm like, wow, you're the first, and he does not look like a nimble, fast man.
0: Well, not only that, but he was like, earlier, he was like, who should be on the Night's Watch? My my king, and should I take it? And he's like, no, fucking Kristen. Kristen, you go fucking do it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I enjoyed that little bit, too. So yeah, now we get uh freaking PTA.
0: Oh my god, Jesus Christ. This I can only imagine what your notes look like for this scene.
1: Um I have to scroll. Like it's a full page. I still have to scroll before there's the next break.
0: Yeah, so this is basically This is basically the setup for the fucking rest of the series in this episode right here.
1: Th- this could have been its own episode. Uh, this was so long.
0: So we get the kids, all of the parents, all of the important people. I don't I don't maybe Larry's wasn't there. I don't think I saw him.
1: No, he was not.
0: But we've got Alicent, the Kingsguard, Viserys, Um Aegon, Otto, eventually Renera and Damon show up, Corley's and Rainey's. And like this is probably one of Viserys's badass, like most forceful scenes in the entire show. And oh,
1: I think this was yeah. his scene of the whole season so far. This was his scene. Yeah, for, it was for me at least.
0: It was fucking good. But
1: how how funny was I? I know, like, I kind of skipping just slightly ahead, but like Corlys coming in, like, what the fuck is happening in my hall? Like, came in like a house, like. And then he just kind of had to sit there and watch everything, but he came in ready. Uh, I enjoyed that.
0: uh, But we get almost the exact same line from him, like, 20 minutes later. Exactly. (laughs) You're right. how did this happen in my hall?
1: Corleus, you got to do something with your hall, dude.
0: Yeah, you got to talk to your guards, man. Um, So, like, I like that. Yeah, it, this is definitely Viserys' scene. And this is one of the scenes where, like, you kind of get that where Alicent's coming from, too. Like, I think this is um definitely, like, for some of the questions that we had about her earlier in the season, especially in the blog, you know, I think the answers probably would have stayed the same. But this is, like, if we'd asked those same questions now... It would have been a different fucking answer than what we gave, you know, episode one, episode two, kind of shit.
1: Of course. I need to throw this out there. Crispin's line, The has never had to defend princes from princes before. That was a brilliant line.
0: I mean, he's right.
1: It's such a... It was a funny line, it's true, but, like, the delivery was really good.
0: It was. Um, I mean, I liked... Like all the the kids are like fucking um yeah you know, uh I don't know what do we say what do we say and then um yeah they're like who told you this and he's like Aegon was it you <laughs> you asshole
1: because Aegon is the biggest asshole in the room somehow which is fantastic he's like he's like I was just drinking I was sleeping off my hangover <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like. Why weren't you there? You should have been there. It was like, uh, oh, you know, I was drunk, okay? Leave me alone. I
0: was I was insect shaming my sister, okay?
1: <laughs> and, and, and and the whole time Damon's just watching there smirking. But like he smirks, I don't know how many times in the scene.
0: I think it's just non-stop smirk up until he finally moves. Um yeah, some of the other things I liked were like um you know, like they're they're finally like you know they finally admit that uh well Renara brings up okay they fucking they slandered my children and said they're bastards and and they're like who told you this and they're looking around finally they look at Alicent and just, Viserys is finally finally on board with like what the fuck is going on in his kingdom like it only took you know what 20 years from the start of the show <laughs>
1: like, i mean minimum of 10 years of like deceit Minimum.
0: Not even uh, 10 years of, like, just being oblivious.
1: Yeah. Um, there has to be memes, by the way, because I'm... Once again, my notes are weird, but, like, there has to be a meme at, at some point of Otto because he's looking on, like, he's looking for, like, a bag of popcorn, and he's like, this shit's about to get really good. And Damon has that look, like, a few seconds later. is like, they were just happy to be in the room to enjoy the chaos. Both of them were.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think one of the funniest memes I heard about was um, uh, my wife was telling me she saw this one. It shows Viserys and then it's like, he doesn't die. And a thousand years later it shows when Melisande takes off the amulet and she turns into the old lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Oh, that was a scene. That's a scene I still... I still remember. Given my memory, that's saying a lot. But I still remember that one.
0: <sighs> so we we get accusations thrown around and shit, and then finally, the king's like, "Enough! Everybody apologize, and that's it." And Allison's like, "Fuck that! I want one of her kid's eyes. I'll fucking take it my- So Kristen, go take go take that fucking eye for me. He's like, "Yeah, we'll do." <laughs> I'm like, I, wow, I, that guy I, fucking got over his fucking heartbreak fast.
1: I enjoyed, at one point in this squabble, Al's like, oh, and where's Lenor? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's out for a walk. And Al's like, yeah, he's out entertaining his young squires. And, and Corliss just, like, looks over like, bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. And then... Uh, and
1: Westerling had some good looks, too, by the way. Yeah,
0: I mean, just... Like I said, a lot of really good nonverbal uh, conveyances in this episode, throughout the whole episode. Uh, um, right. So, I mean, and I love the fact that Damon doesn't move until Kristen finally goes to fucking stab one of the kids. I mean...
1: I, all right. I have to write this. I have to say, this, this was something in my notes. So, when, when he's asking Amon for an answer about who told the lies, I wrote, okay, I paused it. I'm just saying the most gangster move right now would be to put the blame on Aegon. Will he? And then he blamed Aegon. I was like that was such a badass great move on Aemon's part to just blame his brother.
0: What well, he sh- I mean if 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 he was really going to be badass he should have been Oh, it was uh it was sir um sir what what the fuck was the guy's name? The one who died?
1: Breakbones, Harwin? Yeah,
0: it should have been like it was Sir Harwin's. I heard him say it himself. That would have been fucking gangster right there. I mean,
1: Well see, yeah. I'm I'm thinking like you put the blame on your brother who's, you know, possibly gonna be the heir, so you, then you look better. That's where Oh, Yeah, that's
0: definitely going. that's definitely well I mean it's a kid thing too, like who can oh, I yeah. you know, like the scene in the fucking uh, Christmas story where he's like, Phil <laughs> Phil told me the F word
1: <laughs> Exactly And
0: then he's like he's like you hear on the phone, rah,
1: rah. Oh, mom, I don't know what happened. I t-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a kid thing, uh, though. But yeah, I mean, it was... And then we get Alicent fucking stabbing Renera And now Viserys just finally, finally realizes, Oh, shit, my family's broken.
1: Yep. I, I liked... I think it was Alicent that said, You know, goodwill is insufficient. It will not make him whole. Like I, 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 she had a lot of good lines here.
0: I think God, I think Amen has the best line in the episode, though. And he fi- finally, after all the shit goes on, he's like, "I, <laughs> I caused the civil war." Or, you know what, mother? It's fine. I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon.
1: Boom! Mic drop. It really was. Well, he's like
0: Otto, and Otto's looking on like, "Oh, yep, that's my grandson."
1: <laughs> I. I, all right, so do you feel that Cr- Crispin had a little bit of hesitation, though, about cutting out the eye? Because I, I, at first, his very first look, he was like, I don't know if I signed up for this. And then he was like, yeah, yeah I gotta do it. I don't know if he was all in for and, it immediately.
0: Dude, he had no, I mean, I don't think any hesitation. And you know, not only the fact, but like, the the king's like, Sir Crispin, I order you to stand down. And Westerling's like, I order you to stand down. And the queen's like, no, you're sworn to me. Go fucking cut his eye out. I'm like, well... You just, you know, showed them that shit.
1: Yeah, so at that point, I mean, no matter what, he still has to abide by the king, right? Like, the king's the final say, right?
0: Well, for a normal person it would be, but not for somebody who uh, was going to commit suicide and then the queen stopped him and she knows, you know, all sorts of shit that could fucking cause you to be castrated and fucking
1: murdered, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Pfft. Yeah. So yeah, then we get the freaking the the cut, the the slice heard round Westeros. Uh well, second cut, man. I, I I feel this cut is more well known because everybody was there to see the cut of, of Alicent cutting Rhaenyra. Yeah,
0: I mean there were witnesses instead of just, you know, four other kids. kids.
1: Yeah. Like when Otto's like, "Hey, this is not a good idea. You should stop." Like when Otto's the voice of reason in the room, something's awry
0: i mean i I have a feeling that Otto's probably a pretty good hand, you know all things considered you know if it wasn't yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that like his family is like he said i mean once she had aegon it was is basically going to be life or death for for them so I mean, I get where they're coming from. I mean, he maneuvered her to be into that situation in the first place, but, you know, Allison's kind of backed into a corner because Westeros is just such a chauvinistic society.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I know we talked about it, but I also really enjoyed that Crispin really did not try to fight Damon when Damon stepped in.
0: I love the fact that you still call him Crispin.
1: Oh, it's gonna happen, yeah. It's it's just gotta happen. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean... I I think he was willing to do what Ellison told them, but he's like, please, somebody stop me so I don't have to fucking, you know, get murdered for following the Queen's orders instead of my King's.
1: Yeah, I think he was absolutely relieved that Damon... Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um... I don't. know, Is there anything else you want to bring up for this scene? N-
1: no. I mean, it was an a- it was a packed scene, but I think we unpacked as much as we could. And the next thing we have is Otto visiting Allison.
0: So okay, we get Otto visiting Allison, and is this where he tells her? No, that's on the ship, isn't it?
1: I th- when he uh, when he
0: tells her that it's the first time he's been proud of her. You know, for
1: ah, uh, mmm. I don't know cuz I have we play an ugly game she has the determination to win it um so he did give her a pep talk here no he <laughs> is quite proud of her in this scene Okay um so yeah yeah I, I I liked uh I liked the fact that you know she's like you know the words go spread that I've gone mad and he's like well yes that is true they will be talking Yeah he, he was very very good in this scene
0: yes and it's it's funny because I remember like a lot of the first movies I saw him in were comedies and I don't know I've never really been super impressed with him as a comedic actor you know like uh, give or take him in The Replacements uh, Little mm-hmm. Nicky was fucking horrible but um, horrible the, I mean yes. the last thing I saw him in was he played Rasputin in um, The King's Man I thought he fucking killed it as that, and then seeing him come on something way more serious as Otto right after that, I was like, good on you, man. Maybe you should have been sticking to dramas in the first place.
1: Yeah, he's killing it in this role. Um, I I liked, you know, it was worth a thousand times the price uh, he paid to get v- Vigar. Yeah. I, I liked mm-hmm. that line.
0: Yeah, I mean, and he's absolutely fucking right. Now they have the fucking boss dragon.
1: It is the boss dragon. You're right. I
0: mean, it's. I don't think they actually like listen to, but it, the biggest, the one is going to win in any kind of combat that they have between them.
1: Right. Yeah. So uh, after that, we get the Rhaenyra getting stitched up.
0: And uh, this is the scene between Rhaenyra and Lenor, right?
1: Yeah. Also, I like that they that you know the dagger was the one that what was it, episode three that you know, Viserys and Rainier talked about, like,
0: yep. what was... Well, yep, yeah, Valerian I, I, I Steel, like this that. is, you know, the one that... yeah. Yeah. And I really like this scene, too. I, you know... Knowing what we know now about the end, some of the shit that came seemed super fucking cold after this scene until we get to the very end and see, you know, not everything was as it seemed, but... Uh, if you, I think you know what I'm talking about. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. But, but I really liked it. I mean, Lenor fucking finally man's up, and he's like, "Listen, you know, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I haven't been the person that you needed to be. To be the kids haven't been. I've been the person the kids need me to be. But I'm fucking here now. I'm gonna. I'm all in. I'm gonna do it." And she's like,
1: "Sending oh. Carl to the step zones It's
0: like you're you're a good you're a good man, and there are few too few of them in Westeros. He's like, "Oh, thank you." Um This this yeah.
1: wasn't the way that she expected that conversation to go, though.
0: No, it wasn't. You know, I I don't think that she expected him to be willing to um give up, you know, his happiness in order to support her. But I think it actually reinforced her desire to um do the changes that she's got going on in the future. In, if it was not the next scene, then the scene after that.
1: Yeah, the, this scene is going to be important to a question I'm going to ask later, but there's no sense in asking until the end. But this scene was very pivotal because it's something that I do ask in, in the blog, and I really would like to know what your thoughts are, but we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, after that, we got uh, Allison and Viserys in their carriage heading back to the ship. And he does not want to speak any more of it. Nope. And,
0: and he does not look good. He can barely hold himself up against the side of the carriage.
1: Yep. And Corliss and Renée. that... I, I hope she dies soon because I can't ever say her name. I like the character, though, but I just can't say her name right. Um. They had an awkward exchange. Yep. And then we see the three dragons fly away with the ship.
0: Yeah, and I mean you can see in that shot, like how much bigger Vagar is than all the other dragons.
1: Yes. I, I mean It's like it,
0: Mama Bear and then too little, too little.
1: <laughs> right. Um But then we finally get our our you know, the the Laris scene. <laughs>
0: And Larius shows up to her on the ship And he's like, oh
1: um, If you
0: ever need me to murk anybody else For you, just let me know and I'll make sure That they fucking die <laughs> that's, a, that's a paraphrase But, I mean, that's basically what he was Offering
1: her I'm pretty sure that's what I have written down for the quote So yeah um... <laughs> Gosh, he, he is just like Willing to offer his services Like, uh, you know, I mean you know, Anything you need uh, You know My devotion
0: (laughs) Yep. And I'm I'm sure you'll reward me in the appropriate manner afterwards.
1: Yeah, so I mean what do you think his play is? What what does he want from all of this when all of a sudden done like what I mean he wants power, we get that, but he clearly wants something.
0: Well, at the very least at this point in time, by doing what he's done, he's inherited Hall, And, you know, all the shit that goes along with that. He's got the queen, basically, in his debt. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure anybody can see that Viserys... Well, everybody believes that Viserys is going to die soon, considering, you know, his health. But he's managed to last for fucking ever. Um, he's
1: going to make it to season two, damn it!
0: So, I'm expecting that he's wanting probably at least a position on the the small council. You know, if not... Minimum. If not, you know, know, more. You know, I mean...
1: Master something, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, think about, like, Varys had a position on the small council, but he was probably had more power through just being the, the master of whispers, you know, knowing all of the secrets kind of shit.
1: I'll I'll just make my bold prediction. Laris is going to request the daughter, like to marry.
0: Do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh,
1: yeah. Go ahead.
0: Uh, she and she and Aegon. Good. Yeah.
1: A- Allison and or not Allison's daughter. There, yeah, I can't
0: Helena think. and and Aegon. <laughs>
1: I this show, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it makes sense because I would, Im- I would imagine that, you know, uh, one of Renara's kids and one of Damon's kids are going to be married, and then the other two will be offered up as, um, uh, you know, to political other yeah, political marriages to the other houses.
1: Yeah, that makes wow. This this show is just going to.
0: And it, yeah. I mean, it also shows, you know, like Aegon is the one who was not interested in marrying his sister, and Amond is, and Aegon's going to be the one forced to marry his sister, and Amond isn't.
1: Uh, Aemon, I'm super curious to see where his story goes. Uh, he 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 went from beyond uninteresting to me to being more interesting than his brother who jerked off out the window which I didn't know that was going to be a possible thing to be more interesting but he he did it
0: think of like the brother who gets bullied and now all of a sudden has power and that's basically Eamon's story
1: yeah he's going to wield it he's going to go a little power crazy when he can Yeah, I think
0: um... So then we go to...
1: Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra and Daemon. Because and they cannot face the Greens.
0: <laughs> like, marry me. And fucking make us the power couple of Westeros. he's like, eh. Okay.
1: <laughs> yep, because now he gets to be the Prince Consort. And general, her claim yeah. won't be challenged as easily and they're meant to burn together which i don't know if that's foreshadowing or just wordplay because of all the fire talk earlier i don't know
0: um i won't spoil that part for you um but correct me if i'm wrong but we get the monologue with damon going over what needs to happen with lanor correct
1: uh after the scene
0: is it is it after or it wasn't over yeah. The, okay yeah so I'm pretty sure I saw you say that one of your questions was going to be, why do they always cut themselves on the lips and on the hands?
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: I, I don't know. I don't
1: know. You, you know, it never... It, I guess it always annoyed me, but it never truly bothered me until the thing, when they're doing the test and they all cut their palms. I'm like, guys, cut somewhere else, because your palms, you need them for things, especially when you're trying to fight off things. So, like... Cut someplace else. It always, I don't know, ever since I had that outburst that particular night, it's been a thing. And then the lip thing, so now I'm sitting there thinking, alright, so if I cut my palm and I cut my lip, I know damn well I'm going to be like tongue fucking my lip because that's what you do if you bite your lip or something. Like your tongue just can't help it. But simultaneously, if you had like a nasty gash on your palm, I feel like you couldn't help but mess with it. So I'm not sure which is worse.
0: The idea of you turning fucking your your lip is probably worse for me.
1: <laughs> I hope you think about that in your sleep.
0: Uh, yeah, and I'll have nightmares. And at least it's October, so that'll work.
1: <laughs> Woohoo!
0: Um, yeah, I, I would imagine probably something along the lines of at least for the palm, you know, like the whole idea of like doing the Blood Brothers thing or packs of non-aggression, that kind of shit, you know. So you would seal it by. You know, taking the opposite person's hand because I, I because yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna be bleeding out of it for a while. You're gonna keep opening it up because you always have to use your hands. I mean, just just imagine how awkward the sex after the fucking marriage c- ceremony is when like you're bleeding every time you're kissing and like you're going to touch all sorts of different things and you're bleeding all over. I mean, it's. A,
1: I have so many things to say and I'm not gonna say any of it because. It's all going downward spiral. But yeah, yeah, that all sounds terrible. Everything sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we didn't have the wedding ceremony yet. I was like, where are my notes about the wedding ceremony? Or anyways,
0: we have a wedding ceremony.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's later, yeah. though. We had the Damon talk to Carl first.
0: Yeah, Damon shows up, and I think right about the start of it, we see some dude get attacked on a stairway, don't we? And then Damon's talking to Carl separately.
1: He, yeah, like, we kind of keep switching, like, what we're visually seeing while still hearing that yeah. conversation, I believe.
0: Yeah, so he's he's paying Carl, apparently, to murder Lainor. Uh,
1: A quick death with witnesses.
0: Yes. And we're like, wow, Rhaenyra's fucking cold. Lainor just was, you know, like, hey, I'm ready to to fucking suit up and be your knight and take care of the kids and well fuck more to try to have another baby in you, a real Valerian baby in you and yada yada. And they're just like, oh, let's murder him so I can marry my uncle.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a necessary evil, which I'm pretty sure they even say that at some point, uh, not word for word, but you know, something like that. I think my favorite line here is just you know another minute or two when when Lena and Carl are like facing off and Lena is like you forget yourself. <laughs> I, I just love that line so much.
0: You've always held me down. <laughs> well, I mean, is that how you do it?
1: Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and so we we get a beginning of a fight between Lena and Carl, and then. Uh, Corliss and Rainey's come downstairs, and there's a body burning in the fucking um, uh, fireplace, and Corliss What's is like...
1: in my fucking hall? What the fuck is going on in my hall again? <laughs> I think that hall's about to be cursed.
0: I yeah, mean. they're gonna fucking... No one's allowed in the hall.
1: <laughs> nobody yeah. in the hall. <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, it, but, you know... It, the way that they filmed it... I, I know that now we've... In a, I'll give them this. They were smart because they never showed Lionel's death. So now we can't sit here and say, in this particular show, a death doesn't count unless we see it because we never saw Lionel's death. So now we're like, did Lenore die or did he not die? Like This seems kind of weird. Just based on the conversation that she had earlier with Lenore, which once again we'll get to at the very end here, but... It just
0: have we really seen anybody's death in this show
1: uh and we saw what led to harwin's death but not but, you know, but nice. we
0: didn't Hold see on. it we didn't see lionel's death we didn't see as we saw lane as we did okay we didn't see
1: emma's we saw did
0: we see emma's or did we see emma struggling and then them putting the sheet over her after she was already dead
1: oh you're right i think i think yeah, I think that was more the case.
0: And we didn't we didn't even really see like we crab feeders we s- didn't see the crab feeders. Um the one dude who got murked by the kid did we see that or did we just see the kid stab him?
1: I think just captain stabbing. Yeah.
0: So I mean we haven't really seen too many actual deaths in this show. So I mean yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't you can't buy the whole I didn't see it happen. So,
1: right, yeah, which is smart because now they can play with that, you know now it leaves us guessing more oh, no
0: we saw so. we saw no, even even Damon's wife, you know it cut away before he actually crushed her head,
1: correct, yep, so yeah, we haven't seen we've seen the aftermath of death, but we have not seen hardly any death, death,
0: yeah. Um,
1: well, aside from those guys getting killed by the gold cloaks in first episode. Yeah, geez,
0: well, commoners, fuck the commoners, they don't count.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, so basically, then we go to the end, don't we?
1: We have the wedding ceremony, yeah. and then we see the end with Carl. Carl
0: and Lan- a bald Lenor. So I know your, your ha- hair game was disappointed at the end of the episode. Uh, All right. Getting into a boat it, and though. taking off. Completely different from the books, so they're obviously willing to make some changes, but I mean, it, it doesn't really defy what we know, it just you know adds on to what we know, so who the fuck knows?
1: He looked good with the shaved head, and quite frankly, I liked young Leonor's hair game better than I like adult Leonor's hair game, so I was okay with the shaved head. I kind of want the girls, though, like... Wh- I want one of Lena's girls to grow their hair out like their mom because right now they kind of, I don't know, maybe you have to be of age to do that? I don't know. It seems weird.
0: I've never had super long hair, so I don't know how long it takes to grow out. And, yeah, I don't know how long it takes to grow out, like, super long dreads either. So, I mean, I'm not the best person to ask. I have have one haircut I do now, and it's called a zero (laughs) on the the clippers. On the trimmer?
1: (laughs) Fair enough. I just wish I would go Uh, balder
0: faster, so I would have to do it less often.
1: Dude, it's a game changer not buying shampoo, conditioner, getting haircuts. Game changer. So, let me ask this question in case you haven't read it already, but my question is was Rhaenyra's intention for Lenore to die? W- were they in on this whole saving Lenore or was her intention for him to die, but Carl went behind their back and was like, you ain't got to die, you just got to get on a boat. We can just go to Pentos and nobody will know her name. Like,
0: I believe it was not her intention to die, because she brings up to him, doesn't she, that there are places where you can go where a name doesn't matter? Yes. I, I, so I think, I think what happens, even though we're not privy until the after effects, is she's like, "Hey, Laner, I'm going to marry Damon. I want you to pretend. You know, we're going to pretend to kill you. You go take Carl. Go somewhere outside of Westeros and just be happy. And we'll pretend that you're dead. Because like, I, like she when she's talking to Damon, they're going to think that." hey, if she's fucking capable of murdering her husband, you know, what the fuck's she capable of? Kind of shit.
1: Yeah, the power couple, like, you got a psycho marrying a lady that just killed her husband, basically. That's... yeah. But I have a little bit of hesitation just just because of how the conversation was between the two, like... Because, you know, Lenore just really seemed dedicated. He, like, wanted to raise the kids. And I was like, how would Would he have been accepting of this proposal, and you know I can make an argument both ways, I suppose,
0: well, I think he realized that I mean this is probably the best bet for him because what is he really <laughs> going to be able to do to protect them? You know he knows they're not his um,
1: that's the yeah. biggest problem, right is that he knows that the kids are not his and I mean, now he may not even inherit Driftmark. Uh, <clears throat> like, there's just so much going on. Like, this is the easy way out. This is the shortcut home. Oh. Well,
0: I mean, and like he said, he'd much rather be a soldier or a sailor than have to deal with the politics and the bullshit.
1: Needless to say in the blog, I'm going to definitely say that he didn't know anything about... Rainier was just going to kill him. That's just going to be the way that I go with it. But you're you're right... I I'm just going to take that path. Because yeah,
0: I of. mean, that's the nice thing about watching is that everybody can form their own, you know, viewpoints and nobody's technically wrong unless they come out and like episode eight, Laner's like, yeah, oh yeah, Renew no, for sure. And that's why I told her I would be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you'd, right. we'd have to eat crow, but I don't think that's going to happen. So.
1: Or if Gendry just shows up.
0: If Gendry shows up and we got fucking brand, like letting people time travel after he's King, I feel like, Hey, Gendry, why don't you go stop trying to bang my sister and just, I don't know, go back and be a blacksmith. Back in... Th- I don't like you, Baratheon.
1: Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for that. You know? Let's add time travel to this time-jumpy show because, uh, as we see in the previews, we're going to have another freaking time... Like... Do, do you... This one looks like uh, it's going to
0: be about maybe four or five years.
1: Alright, in the book... Like, did they get up to this point?
0: Uh, I mean, it's... Yeah, the book... It's... The whole thing is, like, 300 years of history. Gosh, gotcha. So, I mean, so, like, this, this chapter covers, so, like, you know, 30 or 40 years of, of time. Uh...
1: Do you think we're going to just keep having time jumps then the rest of the season? Like At some point or another, they're going to have to stop with the time jumps and stick with I th- actors, I
0: think this right? is going to be the last one.
1: Because we saw, like, uh, I don't know how old Amon was, but he what kind of badass. The first
0: time I saw him, I was like, holy shit, Damon's got a fucking eye out, too?
1: <laughs> that was my thought, too. And I was like, wait, no, that's not it. <laughs>
0: And then I saw him again, and then I saw Damon. I'm like, wait, Damon has his eye back after he had knife. An and then I'm like, oh, that must have been Aemon. Um I think this will be the last time jump.
1: I, I I hope so. Like I understand why they're doing it this way. At first, I was resistant to it, but I understand why they're doing it. But by season two, I do want a little consistency. I think because I'm not watching Quantum Leap, even though I've heard good things about the remake. So,
0: I mean. I like my question is is with the story they have left to tell I don't know how they do it in 5 seasons without just dragging shit down you know like dragging shit out like I could see it easily being done in 3 seasons with the amount of like speed that they've gone through the stuff that happens you know before the actual war starts
1: So they've set a bad precedent you think by going so fast Uh I mean I don't know like
0: again you know what they're doing is, is expanding one chapter into five seasons. So I mean, obviously yeah. there's lots of stories and shit to tell within there, uh, and I mean they've even changed some shit, like like the stuff with later. You know, in the in the book, it's assumed that Damon murdered him you know, or had him murdered, and Renara knew about it. But I mean, as we see. They're willing to elaborate on that and say no, they did it as a plot. Lina's still alive, you know. They they're not evil people, you know. So I mean, you know, who the fuck knows?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Would it, all right, would it have been better if they out and out made Rhaenyra bad and like been like, Damon, he's got to die. Like, would that have? That obviously changes perspective. Would that have been? better for the character do you think
0: uh no I i think not because the i guess like the whole premise is like who do you root for in this you know everybody's got kind of legitimate grievances and complaints and shit you know in uh game of thrones it's it's real easy to you know like root for cersei in certain situations you know like the fucking season six um uh, final episode? Yeah. F- yes. Amazing. But at the same time, you know, she's a fucking, the bad guy and, you know, lack of a better word, a cunt, you know, so almost everybody sympathies in any kind of like real- war between, you know, the families are going to lie with the Starks, you know, and Sansa has been through all this shit, and John who has been through all this shit, and Daenerys has been through all this shit, and even her own brother Tyrion, who's, you know, been through all this shit. Um, you know, here, I guess, like, the premise is, like, who do you side with when everybody's wrong and everybody's right and it's all one family, you know, arguing.
1: One thing I... I guess I worry about just slightly is, um, so in Walking Dead they spent three seasons dealing with the Saviors, AKA Negan's group, and it took so much out of the show by dragging along. Based on like the books, you know, it did, didn't last nearly as long as it did on the show, and I hope that they have learned from that mistake, because, I mean, Walking Dead lost a lot of fans for...
0: I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how they're going to do five seasons out of it, because, I mean, there's only so much you can do with the war, actually. Like, once they go to war, you, know, you can do, like, maybe a season or two about that, but...
1: When, yeah. when they start the war, approximately, is Aegon... An Amon, an adult at that point? Or no?
0: Uh, I think they're like 16,
1: 18,
0: 17. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's it's coming up.
1: And, well, no, I won't ask that question because I don't want it answered. Okay. I think, one thing I noticed in the in the trailer for next week, is that somebody said something about Corliss takes a grave wound at the Stepstones, and Veymond appeared to be grinning.
0: Oh, I I didn't notice that. So...
1: I watched it three times. I always watch those things a couple times. I'm obsessive. It's okay.
0: So... Yeah, uh, maybe.
1: But, with that being said, this... Was probably my second favorite episode so far.
0: Yeah, I I liked it a lot too.
1: I I still think I liked the fifth episode better, um, which made sense because I mean that was a giant culmination of a uh, everything. Um, but this was just there was a lot of fun going on here. Oh
0: yeah, I mean it, like that that kid's fucking brawl was fucking off the chain.
1: It really, really was. I it was. Yeah, it was it was something, and it's almost like you sit there and go, well, how, not necessarily how do you top it, but how do you keep that momentum?
0: It makes me interested to see what they would do if they would do, like, a modern Lord of the Flies remake. Oh. It would probably go the wrong direction, though, and make it, like, super fucking graphic, you know, and be, like, hostile yeah. with kids, you know?
1: Oh yeah, we don't need that. But yeah, no, that's an interesting uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, when did that last one come out? That was like in the late eighties, early yeah, 90s, like right? eighty seven, eighty
0: eight, maybe. I and mean, I, I remember watching it, you know, a couple of years before I read the book in junior high or high school, whatever year it was that they made us read it.
1: All I remember was being at the Amsterdam cinema and, and the Amsterdam mall when that was a thing and seeing that was a, a movie playing. And I was like, ooh, this looked good. And then I saw something. I, I know for a fact we we opted to watch a completely stupid movie instead.
0: Don't you hate that when you go to the theater and you're like, what am I going to watch? And you, you pick something and you're like, you know what? I just wasted money and two hours of my life that I could have spent watching a better movie
1: let me ask you this I, I mean just off the top of your head it doesn't have to be the best but off the top of your head what's the best random decision like a movie that you didn't necessarily go plan on going to see but you end up just you're in the theater you end up going to see this and it turned out to be really really good like a good pleasant surprise for you
0: Nightwatch not the not the Ewan McGregor one but the, uh, the Russian one uh, okay Knock the one you or whatever it's however it 's pronounced in Russian, yes, it was okay uh, i don 't remember if I knew that it was out, but um you know all I had seen was the trailers and didn 't know anything but when I saw it, it was the best movie experience I had had in a while. I was still in the army when I saw that one i haven 't been to the theater a lot recently, and you know for probably the last. 10 years or so, most of the shit that I've seen has either been big franchise stuff that I've just been keeping up on like mission impossible six or superhero stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've gotten to a point where I I used to go to the theater for comedies. I'm like, Nope, I'm only going for something that I'm going to get that theatrical experience of or a horror movie, one or the other.
0: I mean, the the big thing for me is, you know, if I, going by myself seems kind of shitty when I have got a family and going as a family is like 50, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks, depending upon, you know, how much stuff you want to get oh. from the, the, uh, the food. Concession. Yeah. Thank you. The concession stand.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's so bewilderingly. It, it's so expensive now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't go that often, um, anymore
0: and tell with you. the amount of just quality shit that there's on TV and on streaming. I mean
1: how quick it gets to streaming nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I I will say that like a lot of the people I watch on the internet were like so dismissive of Warner Brothers putting all of their new releases day one on um HBO Max HBO. in 2021. I fucking loved it. If if they oh, yeah. if they would do that, I would straight up stay an HBO max subscriber forever. But, um, yeah, I get that you lose money by doing that. But at the same time, if I can have the choice between watching something in a theater with probably admittedly a better actual viewing experience, or I can watch it at home where if I need to go to the bathroom, I can pause it, you know, where if I need to do something to deal with my son for, he needs something, you know, I can pause it where, yeah, I can sit in a comfortable seat without people talking, you know.
1: The convenience yeah, versus exactly. the experience, man. And sometimes, the con- often, the convenience... I mean, I can just sit here and wear gym shorts or sweatpants and be like, yep, don't care. This is great. So, I, I totally, totally get it.
0: I mean, some of my worst movie experiences have been where the movie's, like, good but it's long and I'm sitting there fighting for like 30 minutes not to have to leave, to go use the restroom and possibly miss something. Yeah.
1: You know. well, I've been in a theater where the film actually stopped working. It was, uh, the third, uh, dark Knight rises like about 30 to 40 minutes. And like, all of a sudden they had a complication. They're like, we're trying to fix it. And then at the end they just give, give us a voucher to come back for it free. I was like, well, that's a first for me. I've never had that happen. Have you?
0: Uh, I've had it happen a couple of times. I mean, like... Really? We... we When we lived in Fort Pierce, well, I guess further south than we do now because we still live in Fort Pierce, Um, and I worked down in Jensen Beach, which is a couple towns south. Imagine, like, you know, living in Johnstown and working in Amsterdam kind of situation. Gotcha. Um, We would pretty often go down to the theater by where I worked you know which was you know only 17 18 miles but you know a 45 50 minute drive because of traffic and the lights and everything uh and it was a pretty decent theater within a mall and then we started going to one that was a little bit closer which was i believe an AMC uh i think the the first one was a Regal and the few times that we had issues with filming in the regal one every single time they capped us tickets for whatever uh and AM, nice. amc not so much and they used to um i remember have that used to be like where all the teens and the tweens would go to see the movies you know so that was like the fucking teeny bopper and i can understand them not wanting to be like here kids you know underage kids here are a bunch of free passes to get into a movie kind of situation
1: yeah, that's a bit more complicated. I, I get that,
0: but at the same time, like I'm not a fucking team, you know, right. But uh, it hasn't been that often, you know. Maybe you know six, eight times over the course of like the last. I, I got out of the army in 2007, so the last 15, 16 years.
1: Okay, I mean, it's happened to me once my lifetime.
0: I mean, it also depends, too, on how much you complain. Like, my wife is really good at, like, going up to the people after some shit happens and guilting them into uh giving us stuff.
1: Dude, I thought there was a 50% chance we were going to get comped for paranormal activity because the outrage in the theater of how bad that movie was. I was like... There's so many people walking out just complaining and you could see, there was people going right up to like the booth or whatever and like clearly complaining. I was like, eh, is this gonna happen or not? Then you kind of watch people walk away dejected by just that there are people watching for a few just to see what the reaction was. Was it the first one uh, you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, because my my experience is probably very different from everybody else's, I but like in the theater. I saw
0: that they were on my like, honeymoon. And my wife and I loved it, and it was funny because we we were in we didn't go far. We went to Daytona, uh, Daytona Beach, and right on the um, the boardwalk there is a movie theater that's uh, basically vertical, like it's a corner yeah. of one of like the hotel buildings, okay. and it only has like one or two theaters per floor, but it goes up like s- seven or eight stories. And one of the yeah, one of the interesting things, you know, so you have to take elevators up or excuse me, escalators up, and you know the way escalators work, you know, you can't go yeah. I mean you can if you want to fight it, but you can't walk down the, the the up ones. Um so but the interesting thing was like the interior was all highly polished, like stainless steel. So it was almost like mirrors on all the walls. So I remember we went and Saw paranormal activity and it was a late night showing. And we get out, and I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom, huh? I gotta go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I come out, and my, I can't find my wife. And like, there are all these reflections of me in the mirror by myself on this level of the top level of the fucking theater. And like, so I go down the escalator and I don't find her. I'm like, oh fuck, where the fuck is she? I lost my wife on her hunt. And this was back before we really had uh, good cell phones. So.
1: Right. So, gotcha. trying to
0: find her, finally, you know, she had just gone all the way down while she was waiting for me to get out of peeing. So,
1: see, but so like
0: when we finished, we went and we got Coldstone. So, I mean, that made up for it.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, for for me, my experience was we got chased by a guy in a pickup who accused us of throwing something out the window at his windshield. Uh, that was before the movie. Uh, during the movie, people got sick of the nonsense, and people were openly making jokes and like mocking the movie which i 've never been ex- uh i've never experienced that kind of crowd before It was probably about a half filled small theater i mean you know how small theaters are here yeah which
0: ones so, which ones you see it at
1: in amsterdam okay uh so it wasn't you know probably say 50 to 100 people but like the crowd is just like starting to feed off each other and people are like openly talking at you know the last 15 minutes laughing joking and it was a really unique experience but i was like these people are just like me because i i was not having a good time and i was so pissed that we we paused phantasm 3 to go watch this, I was like, damn, I would have rather done Phantasm three. It's but. it's
0: funny how crowds can make or break a movie. Like, do you remember when we saw Phantom Menace? And it was packed, opening night, there was no place was like I don't think more than two of us were able to get seats next to each other, and we made Kevin stand in line for like fucking twelve hours to hold up. <laughs> <tickets. laughs>
1: poor Kevin. <laughs>
0: Oh, and, but yeah. <laughs> but as shitty of a movie as that was, everybody came out of there like cheering and high-fiving, because it was the first Star Wars new thing that had been out in you, know, like fucking 20 years. and then you we- right. then you rewatch it when it comes out on VHS, and you're like, "God, that was shitty."
1: Precisely. Um, so I'll tell you, to get back to my question, like 10 minutes ago, best, best movie bonus experience I ever had. I saw Rounders. Never saw a trailer. All I saw was Ed Norton was in it. I was like, yeah, give it a shot.
0: That'd be a good one, yeah.
1: Like, you know, it was just one of those times where there wasn't anything big name playing, or if there was, I had already seen it, so it was like, well, we got we should watch something else. At the time, I didn't really, you know, I don't hate Matt Damon. Now I just think of Team America, so it's <laughs> funny. But, you know, I didn't hate him or anything. I didn't know, like... Totoro was in it or Malkovich I I just knew Ed Norton so it was a phenomenal choice Um, so uh, anyway if if you don't mind like I've watched a few movies and I was going to just rip on them quickly is that okay?
0: Daemon Targaryen
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah go ahead yeah (laughs) Um all right so the first two were Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2 and anybody that knows anything about them you know what it is right so like there was nothing i don't really have much to offer other than it was a funny ass movie to me so um i don't really have much to add to that but i will say after that i was like i know i wrote about don't breathe right after i saw it in the theater can't find it. I've lost a number of blogs, so now I'm like kind of trying to figure out like what I'm missing. Don't Breathe was one, so I rewatched it. I I didn't hate it as much. I didn't like it the first time. But, it was a good movie. It just... uh, It was one of those... It was a complicated movie as far as characters, because, I don't know, I didn't have anybody to cheer on other than the dog. So... I don't know. Sometimes you want somebody to cheer on in a movie, and I didn't have that. And don't
0: what breathe. always made me wonder was like when they take a villain, you know, nominally, and they try to make him into a hero. You know, like uh-huh. I mean, I I like uh, what's his fucking nuts? Um, as an actor,
1: Stephen. Link. Yeah,
0: I like him a lot. And yeah. I you know it's funny going back and watching older things that you didn't realize these people were in. You know, when you see them, like right. um, going back and watching the the comedy with uh, uh, James Woods and Matthew Fox or Michael J. Fox, the, the hard way where he okay. Stephen Lang played the party crasher, the bad guy in that or uh, going back and watching Tombstone and realizing that he was Ike Clanton.
1: Dude, yeah. yeah, like or when I saw Tobin Bell in The Quick and the Dead.
0: Yeah, you know, shit like that, you know, seeing all these guys that. I mean, Robert Englund's hard to, to do stuff like that with because, you know, relatively quickly after I saw him in V, he became Freddy, you know, and then he was, no matter what he did, you know, he was always going to be the horror guy after that. But yeah, a lot of people like that. But then, you know, seeing them try to turn him into the hero of Don't Breathe 2, you know, like, Okay. Yeah, so, right. so like that, I'm like, wait, I mean, what do you, what do you, did you watch the first movie? I mean, he was pregnant in chicks with fucking turkey basters. So, I mean...
1: But, here's the thing. For me, Don't Breathe 2 was such a better movie. I didn't see it. I,
0: I wanted to, but I for some reason I just never watched it.
1: Because it, it's not a horror movie. It it just... Yeah. It, it remind me of kind of like The Crow or Man on Fire. Wait, mm-hmm. And I like those movies. So, it worked for me. But it was almost like a completely not a completely different character, but it was, you know,
0: like, no, I mean, at no point. I mean, another, to go into a further example of what we'll probably talk about later in this month, you know, like, in the Scorpion, the mummy, you know, res- or re- the mummy returns, uh, you know, you get the Scorpion King as this big right. bad guy who's going to end the world, and then they go to do the Scorpion King, you know, the backstory, and you get nothing on why this guy would you know, become evil, turn into a bad guy. And even in all of the subsequent, you know, like home to, to movie one, or home direct to video ones, you know, never touch upon that. I'm like, you guys are missing the point. You know, this, the Scorpion King should have been like what Black Adam is aiming to be, you know, Correct. a decent person who becomes a villain because of the actions that other people do in his. Drive for revenge.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It it was always peculiar that how they did that. It really never did make much sense, and I guess I didn't really spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. Uh, you know, beyond the first time seeing Scorpion King, but second time I was like, oh yeah, enjoyable action flick, and I didn't.
0: No, it was just nice to be getting like something along the lines of like Conan or and. Up budget, you know, like Hercules, you know, on the big screen, you know, and I wasn't ever the the biggest wrestling fan, but I've always liked The Rock, you know. I mean, I know a lot of you guys were like, I think, bigger Stone Cold fans, but at the time, but uh, yeah, I've always felt that The Rock had once he came out as The Rock, uh, just a ton of charisma. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh yeah, once he became in the nation of domination and got time to speak on the mic and and be, grew into his own skin so to speak. Yeah. He was uh,
0: I mean I remember watching an older uh match between with him as uh, Rocky Mayavia, you know um, I think he was fighting Ahmed Johnson, you know, and just
1: Oh uh, yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Oh uh, yeah. Um yeah, just terrible. Oh, no, I don't know. I will recommend Don't Breathe Two, but I don't know I think I found a streaming on Stars, and I do not like Stars layout. Once again, why do streaming services have such bad layouts?
0: I, you know what, I, I hate it. You know, remember when Netflix used to be easy to navigate, and now it's like it used to yeah. be
1: amazing. So I had this idea, and I'm kind of on track here. Uh, Joe, the guy that came on for the podcast once with us, um, him and I were talking. I was like you know what this needs is like Netflix should implement like a user playlist so you could share it with friends because, I mean, you have that on YouTube with like music, with videos and stuff why not do it on Netflix? I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's inev- inevitable.
0: I'm really surprised that they don't already have it, to be honest.
1: Exactly. When when you think about it, it's like wait, they don't have it, why? Like It seems like something easy to implement, but they don't. Um... I I think the only hang-up is because movies are constantly cycled in and out. Maybe that is the problem? That's the only thing I can think of.
0: Uh, uh Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not sure. So, okay, what else have you seen?
1: Uh, um, Then I saw The Call with, you know, we were just talking about actors that could work funny. Like, think about Lynn and something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin. She was in all those funny movies. In and Detroit Rock she- City? Yeah, like now she's known as like horror. I mean, she did Nightmare on Elm Street way back in the day, but yeah, she's kind of fluctuated. But the call, <sighs> which one, I'm not going to recommend. Which one was a that? Movie that? The one with Lin and Tobin Bell.
0: I don't even remember seeing anything about it though. So
1: it came out in 2020. Um, so the premise is that uh, there's four four teenagers. Uh, late teens and uh, the girl of the group she always accused Edith, which is Lyn Shea of being a witch and that she killed her younger sister and blah 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 anyways they keep taunting, tormenting in a horrible way, like they don't describe it well enough and Lin Shay's character kills herself and then Tobin Bell invites them, he's like alright, Edith, you know, just wants you to do this one thing. She wants to play a game. Yeah. And they have to go upstairs one by one and make a call, stay on the phone for one minute, and then they walk away with hundred grand. So, okay, not a bad premise so far. Not great, but not bad. But then, like, so they make the call, and Edith can pull them into this hellish, dimension that's kind of quasi dream like nightmare on Elm Street part Hellraiser ish but bad all around. Uh and it doesn't make sense for most of the characters like to go through this. Like there's no rhyme and reason really. And like they even try to like add depth, but they the depth that they add, like Alright, this one guy is being punished because they had a drunk father that beat them. So why why are they being punished? It didn't make sense. Uh, I I would just avoid the call unless you really need to see a movie with Lin-Shane, Tobin Bell. But just be prepared to be disappointed.
0: I will probably never watch it. So thank you for the warning.
1: I mean, you know how much I love Tobin Bell. And if I'm saying, yeah. Um, next up... I watched Last Night Was Old, M. Knight's movie.
0: What did you think about that one?
1: I surprisingly really enjoyed it.
0: I unfortunately had it spoiled for me before I got a chance to watch it, so I think that, that colored a lot of my viewing.
1: Oh, I'm sure that would... Yeah. Uh, for me... I, I, I Okay, so the dialogue the idea is there the dialogue's terrible so it's a hit and miss thing i actually like the twist i the twist actually made sense i'm like i prefer this twist to say the twist to the village for example
0: the village had so much potential and then yes the twist was kind of just a, the yeah. twists i would say were kind of like a big letdown
1: it really was so this twist, at least, I'm like, you know, it brings up the morality question, and I guess we're heading into spoiler territory of a movie that somebody listening to this may actually watch, but spoiler alert. I, I do think it begs the question, though, like, I, I mean, these people are helping, you know, arguably millions of people curing a disease while sacrificing a, a select few people, and, and I, it, it's an interesting morality question.
0: Uh, I mean, so, I, I don't know. Like, think about this though. Like, what would happen if you say, "Hey, I know you've got a terminal disease. We want to study the results. We'll pay, you know, million dollars
1: to your, million dollars
0: to right. your kids, if you guys will be willing to volunteer to come and be in our experiment instead of just unwittingly. Oh, sorry, we're going to kill your whole family, kind of shit.
1: Bring, bring your kids. Yeah. Come on, it's okay. I think that's where the quote unquote horror." Lies versus. Once again, if they had volunteers, it. But if they had volunteers. The movie wouldn't have been nearly as. A oh,
0: fun. I mean, it would have been a different movie.
1: Yeah, it just it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have felt right. So, it, I I think the best part of this though, is that the, the rapper in the film, his, rap name was midsize sedan.
0: <laughs> yes, that was pretty awesome.
1: I was like, I don't know if M Knight came up with that, but if he was the one that came up with it, kudos because that's one of the greatest rap names I've ever heard in my life. So uh, I was, I, I don't know, I'll know. Like, I was surprised how much I liked an M Night movie, but I find that it's the movies that are less hyped that I get more enjoyment out of. Like, I really enjoyed Devil. I really enjoyed The Visit.
0: I don't know. I felt the visit was pretty hyped, though, because it was like the first. They were like, "Oh, M. Night's return." Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed the ones. I don't, I don't know. I like. I I really liked Unbreakable. Uh, I love Signs. Um, I liked Devil. I liked The Visit.
1: You like Split? I'm guessing
0: right. I liked Split, but. Not no, glass, right? no,
1: <laughs> I don't know anybody that liked glass, and that was so disappointing because Unbreakable and Split were both really awesome, and then glass just missed the mark.
0: It, yeah, I mean, there was so much potential there, and it just kind of dribbled down the leg at the very end. <laughs>
1: That's right. I, I've never seen Lady, Lady in the Water. Oh, night, yeah,
0: right? I, I actually really enjoyed Lady in the Water, and that was one where it was mostly negative publicity, and then I saw it, and I'm like, I don't get why people are fucking shitting all over this.
1: Yeah, I've actually avoided it all this time because of all the negativity, having never seen it, so... It's not a horror movie, though. It's drama, right? It's...
0: Uh, I mean, there's scares, but I would Put it more, it was like a fantasy movie.
1: Okay, so it's not an October movie, then. No,
0: no, I mean, okay. I, I hated the happening. I,
1: oh god, guilty pleasure. I, it's so bad. I
0: never saw After Earth.
1: Me neither. <laughs>
0: I saw uh, Avatar the Last Airbender, but I had never watched the show before, so I didn't have a comparison to when I actually saw it in the theater, but it wasn't good you know it was it was okay
1: yeah i never saw it
0: um i just heard a cat yeah sorry i didn't get to <laughs> didn't get the mic fast enough um I, I i enjoyed the sixth sense the first time i watched it but that was all i ever needed to see it i I never needed to go back and watch it a second time and like my problem with that is it's a it's a plot you know it's not even a plot it's a t- plot twist without like a movie to really surround it.
1: You know, it's weird, but I actually find that movie better on replay. I I hated it the first time and I still don't like it, but like the second time I watch it, you know, now now that I was a hundred percent sure of the twist, which I was fairly certain halfway through, but you know, you don't know until you know, um, to go back and watch it. It was just, it was a different experience. So I picked up on little things that I made, you know, Sometimes you're watching a movie and you're just like so focused on trying to figure out what this or that is that you're kind of missing like key elements, I guess. Um, I, like I, I did that with *The Usual Suspects*. I missed so many key elements. Well, um, I,
0: I try to immerse myself in movies when I watch them. I try not to analyze them. So I know that when I'm starting to analyze a movie while I'm watching it, it's not a good movie. Um,
1: I think that's a fair.
0: Like I, I, I really, I really try to to just be in it, you know, like I, I watched the usual suspects and I fucking loved it. You know, I, I don't care, you know, the fact that Kevin Spacey is a rapist. It's, it's such a good movie that I will rewatch it. You know, not, I don't do it all the time, but I fucking, I just, I love that movie. It's works so well for me. Same thing with Brian Singer, yeah. you know, being a fucking rapist. Um, but, um, you know, like I watched it and I just sat there and enjoyed it and immersed myself in it. I the very next day, I'm like, Mom, you got to watch this movie. And so I sit down with her, and she, like the whole time, she's like, Who's who's oh, he's Kaiser, so no, he's Kaiser, so oh, he's Kaiser. Schoenze. I was like, Can't you just fucking watch the movie and enjoy it? And you know, so I mean, there there are people. Who can't do that? I mean, my—I think the the last one that I remember seeing in the theater where I was doing that for was The Purge, the very first one, and I was—I oh. was like, you know, this had so much potential, but I'm like, why would the, you know, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Like, you just tried to fucking murder my family, and instead of retaliating, you're just gonna let them go? Are they, what is it? Are they gonna fucking come back and do it again next year?
1: Yeah. Right. I, I did that with Suicide Kings. I still n- greatly enjoyed the movie, but yeah, mm. I pick picked that film apart the whole time, I'm like, no it was this guy, no it was this guy and then all I remember was thinking, it's definitely not Jay Moore. That was the only thing I was sure of. But yeah, that happens. Um Alright, all right, I have two more films. Uh, Good. well. Go ahead. Yeah. I right, I have Bingo Hell, which is on Amazon Prime and You've probably never heard of Is it. Is
0: there anything like the uh, the the rapper project or whatever the one was that you told me about?
1: Oh, that's the rapper project.
0: The 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 one where it was Eminem and like the Blair Witch.
1: <laughs> oh God! No. Well, okay. So Bingo Hell, I, you know, it's listed like under comedy horror, and there's not much comedy to it. But one thing that this film has is Richard Brake, the great Richard Brake, and the acting's not too bad. Like some of the, some are better than others, but Richard Brake is a great like Leland Gaunt type character, um, and he he steals every scene that he's in. Um, you know who Richard Brake is? Yeah, yeah, in, I'm assuming, yes, or, okay. Um So like. He, he, you know, it's, he's like one of those names that horror fans know, but not everybody else knows. Um, but y- I, it's an okay movie. I mean, I think
0: you've I think he's been in enough stuff that people probably don't know the name, but as soon as they see the face, they're like, oh yeah, that guy was in blah blah blah, or that yeah. that guy was in the scene with Bill Burr and uh, Mandalorian season two, blah, blah, you know, kind of shit.
1: Right. Um, all in all, what it was though, it if you could take like some of the cheesiness and the gore factor of like a creep show and then take like the morality spin of uh, Tales from the Hood and combine it into a movie, eh, that's kind of what you get, I guess. It was okay, it, it, but it's a one-time watch at best. So, mm, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm halfway through a film currently on Prime, called Black as Night, and I wasn't going to watch it, because I feel really awkward about writing about certain certain films nowadays, that I'm like, Sigh. I know how it's going to be, and I know how... You know, like, I, I, I just like... Mm. But then I saw Keith David. I was like, I have to watch a movie that has Keith David in it. Of course I do. So... I haven't seen Keith David. I'm halfway through the damn thing. Um, it's like uh, this black teenage girl named Shauna. She and her gay Hispanic friend Pedro are going to fight vampires, basically. Um, there's some good stuff and then there's some really, really, really bad dialogue. It is what it is. I'm... I, Kind of enjoying it though. There's some really decent acting uh from a couple of the characters. Um that's kind of keeping me going. Uh it's it's just the dialogue at times is really really bad. Not not gonna lie. Uh it I think it has like a four point something on IMDB, so it's not like it came highly recommended, but I just cannot say no to Keith David. Love the guy. Yeah, it has a four point three on IMDb. So, that's when I'm going to finish. And then, I don't know really where I'm going from there, but I found out that uh, there's like a bunch of Rob Zombie movies that I don't have write-ups of. So, I'm going to force myself to sit through Damn Lord of Sh- Salem again, and 31, which has Richard Brake, and 3 from Hell, which has Richard Brake. So, t- that's okay at least. But, and then Munsters is apparently on Netflix,
0: Ooh, I believe. have fun with that one.
1: Have you seen it or just heard My it? My
0: wife watched it.
1: I have not heard a single glowing review about it I
0: haven't even heard all. a positive review about it at all.
1: Uh, yo, another one that I've heard nothing but really, like, disappointment so far is Hocus Pocus 2. And I've never seen the original, uh... But it seems to be a hot topic the past couple days. Uh, I haven't heard anything good about the sequel, which I'm guessing is on Disney Plus. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's on Disney Plus. I have a very gay buddy who loves the original. You know, like he he's actually dressed up as Bette Midler's character from it for Halloween before. (laughs) And, <laughs> Fantastic. and he watched it and you know like he was posting as he was watching it and he's like oh this is okay it's okay and then he got done and he's like you know this was not good I don't know why they made it
1: I would say money grab but did it go to theaters at all or did it go directly to Disney Plus I think it went
0: directly to Disney Plus and I mean I get why like Bette Midler and Kathy Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker would want to make it because I mean they look like they're having fun but you mm. know, I don't know why overall it was made now you know when they've been trying to do one since you know like the first one flopped
1: it's it's weird what people like there's demand for certain things that never get the quote unquote sequel or whatever and then there's movies that get the sequel and you're just like what what is happening it's very very weird um I want to pose one question to you, since you're a film guy. In Blackest Night, in the very beginning, we get a homeless dude named Marvin. He gets eaten and turned into a vampire. And I thought to myself, I don't... I can't think of a single character named Marvin that has fared well in a film.
0: That, um... Hmm. That's probably something I would have to do a little research on. But yeah, now I'm thinking, you know, like, definitely... Pulp Definitely nobody in Quentin Tarantino's movies is fucking making it out if the name's Marvin.
1: Right. Like, I was thinking of Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, and I'm like, I can't think of any other... You know, aside from Marvin the Martian, which, by the way, on Voodoo Space Jam is listed as a horror movie.
0: Um, what? <laughs> I mean, I can see the re- the Space Jam 2 being a horror
1: movie. I, dude, it was like under the horror... Like, the horror sale, I'm like why are you calling this horror? Just say it's a Halloween movie. I, can, I can't even get behind Halloween, but I, I get it. It has monsters in it. Okay, you can call it a Halloween movie. But, no, the word horror is there. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so weird. But, yeah, that's what I've gotten to because I've had technical difficulties and everything. But, uh, I won't get through some other things. I have a ridiculous list. And so next week, uh, I'll talk more about things that I actually saw that are good as opposed to half the movies that I saw that I just talked about weren't that good.
0: The The only thing that I've seen that I can remember recently, besides keeping up to date on all the shows I'm watching currently, is I finally sat down and forced myself to watch the last season of the Transformers uh, animes that Netflix put out over the last like two years. This one was the uh, Earthfall.
1: I I didn't even know that they did an anime.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, they they call it Netflix anime, but it was Western Animation Division, and it was mostly um. I don't know. It it was interesting, you know, like 3D, but maybe kind of like rotoscoped over, or CG, but rotoscoped over. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, it was, again, it was one of those things though, where it's like, who wants to see their hero, you know, like who wants to see Optimus Prime, you know, be a dick kind of shit. But the, the last season they ended up on earth and they brought in the Beast Wars characters, which I had never watched growing up. That was like, me neither. so I, I was like, I don't understand why people are all in love with these guys, but it was, it was decent. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, It kind of leaves it open for a sequel, so I don't know what they're going to do because you know, it's it's ends basically on like Unicron promising to come kind of shit.
1: Interesting. As you're talking about Netflix, I'm sitting there thinking I really, really want to watch the Resident Evil series, even though I know we're not going to see season two, so there's probably no point. But I still kind of want to see what they did with it. And actually, I have access to the newest Resident Evil movie. Did you hear anything good about that?
0: I have heard nothing good about that.
1: Gee, I can't... Actually, you know what? I, I, this is... I, I am actually excited. I love watching bad movies when I'm doing my reviews because sometimes if a movie's just mediocre, I don't have anything to write about and I just get bored at least if it's bad, I can start doing quotes. Uh, You know, like, you can kind of have have fun with it. A mediocre movie is actually the worst thing to watch for me.
0: Yeah, nothing to say.
1: Yeah, it really is, so...
0: All right, well, now that we have talked over twice as long as the episode was, we will be back next week sometime for episode eight. Uh... I had fun with this one. I enjoyed the episode. Kent, have a good one?
1: Yeah, you too, man. Enjoy. Do
0: do we have any zinging one-liners to toss out right at the end this week?
1: You forget forget yourself, Chris.
0: Well, we've had a couple solid ones in a row, so I was was hoping we could keep the streak up.
1: No, I have nothing. Yeah, me neither.
0: Well, Internet, (laughs) take care. (laughs) Sure.